Hi, everybody, and welcome back to episode six of the Landlord in Stilettos podcast. This is Michelle McAllister. And first of all, before I even jump into today's podcast subject, I just want to say I am so excited because we hit 25,000 followers on Instagram. And I'm just like so psyched over that. Um, It's been less than a year. Actually, tomorrow, February the 13th, will be the one-year anniversary of Landlord and Stilettos. Can you believe that? I started this account one year ago tomorrow, and it has been life-changing in so many different ways. A year ago, I remember exactly what I was doing on the day that I started Landlord in Stilettos. Um, It was a sad day for me, (laughs) if I'm going to be honest. There was a brutal, brutal, brutal snowstorm here in Philadelphia. And I remember my daughter had off from school and um, we were snowed in. I was going through a really bad breakup at the time. And I just decided to put all my fear to the side and just go for it. And I always like to give an update on my Instagram growth on my page. So if you guys go to the story highlights at the top of my Instagram page, you'll see I started out on day one with about 38 followers. And um, it just grew from there. And if you look at my content from the very beginning up until now, you'll see how the page has grown and developed and it continues to evolve. And it will always be that way because as individuals, right, like we change, we grow, we develop, we evolve. And so that's what's happening right now with my Instagram page. And so I'm really excited about 25K. Um, It's just a great milestone and achievement. And to honor that, as many of you know, I have a uh, 25K appreciation sale going on now. So if you are on my email list, you already received an email which dives into the discount codes. If you're not on my email list, you should be. So please go to the website, www.landlordandstilettos.com. Sign up because I talk to my email folks as much as possible um, and in more detail than I would be able to do on Instagram. And then also, if you follow the page, I put up a couple posts, you can pull the discount codes from there. And so the discount codes apply to my top selling products. So Thriving for nine to um, Thriving While 9 to 5-ing, my ebook is 25% off, my Instagram course, How to Create Your Online Business Using Instagram is 25% off, and my coaching packages are also 25% off, which is something I never really put my coaching packages on sale because I, you know, coaching takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. I spend, you know, countless hours making sure that my clients are um, achieving their goals. So I feel like that price tag that I have on there now is well worth every penny. Um, So if you've been interested in coaching and you would like to work with me one-on-one, definitely use a discount code now because those prices are probably going to go up. So anyway, let's get into today's topic. Uh, is something that is really near and dear to my heart. Everything I talk about is near and dear to my heart. I think I might say that on every episode, but this one is especially because this topic today we're going to be talking about is um, investing tips 
for folks who are single, investing tips for folks who are single. So I think this is really important. And I know that obviously this account is geared towards women. um, And I know a lot of men follow this account and even support this podcast. Obviously, I'm a woman, so I'm going to speak from a woman's perspective, but it's investing tips for singles in general. But specifically, you know, I am speaking to the single ladies here. Um, And so the reason why I wanted to touch on this topic is because I get a lot of DMs from single women and they say, I want to invest in real estate. I'm just very nervous. I'm very scared. You know, I don't want the rug pulled out from under me financially. All of these are valid and legitimate concerns. Trust me, I get it. And so I think it's also important to define single because a lot of people have different definitions of what single means. So when I say investing as a single, I mean, you know, whether you have a boyfriend or not, obviously I'm speaking about people who are unmarried and don't have a spouse, but I'm speaking to the woman who financially takes care of herself. Um, She doesn't have any type of reliance on income as it relates to other people. Um, And so, yeah, from that perspective, I think, you know, you would be investing as a single person. You might have a boyfriend, you may have a girlfriend, you may have someone special in your life, but if they're not contributing to your bottom line financially and you're out here buying real estate and making moves by yourself with your own money, you're investing as a single. So that's kind of how I want to define it for the purposes of this podcast. So just want to give some investing tips, maybe go through like four or five of them. Um, that I think are super relevant and they are what have helped me throughout my journey because I have always invested as a single woman, a single person. So the first one, the first point that I want to make, and I have five of them in front of me is you can do this, right? So I, that may sound very cliche, but for the fear that you might be feeling, especially as it relates to embarking upon something as daunting in your mind, it may be daunting as real estate, you can do this. And I think about this funny story of my my aunt Edna, rest in peace, she's passed away. Um, but this was in my early 20s when I purchased my um, first house, my first property, and she found out that I was you know, going to purchase a home. And she's very old school. She was old school. And she's like, you better not get a house. No man is going to want you. You can't come to the table with more than a man. No man's going to want you. You're going to be like a man repellent. And she discouraged me from getting this property. Um, And, you know, I took in the advice. Clearly, I didn't listen to it. But I do think that some women tend to think that, you know, their investing dreams or their investing goals might intimidate um, potential spouses or suitors. And if that is the case, I would say, so what? I mean, at the end of the day, you don't want to be with someone that doesn't want to be with a go-getter. You want to attract a go-getter yourself. So please don't listen to family members or people who try to discourage you or give you all of the reasons in the world why this would be a terrible idea. Um, I think the biggest thing that you have to develop in the early stages before you even purchase a piece of property is making sure that you have an investor mindset. And we talk about that a lot on this podcast. We talk about, I talk about this a lot on my Instagram page. I think it's what differentiates my page from a lot of other finance pages out there because I try to not only just talk about investing tips, but making sure you have the right mindset 
as you walk into this. And we could do a whole podcast episode on developing an investor mindset. But generally, essentially what that means is making sure that you are in a space where you understand that you're going to have to make some sacrifices and delay gratification if this is what you want to embark upon, especially as a single person. Um, and you have to get out of that whole consumption mind hold, like being a consumer and constantly spending money on stuff and think about how to make your money work for you. Uh, I give tons of book recommendations on my Instagram page that can help you with this, not just about real estate, but about mindset. So definitely Definitely make sure that you have the investor mindset because having a spouse by your side to invest is not a requirement. You can absolutely do this on your own. And so the second point that I want to make as it relates to this about investing while you're single is I want to talk about something good about it, which is all of the profits belong to you. I think that's something that is totally overlooked. People always you know, are pulling out the negatives of investing as a single, but a major positive is that Every single dime that you get, you don't have to share. You don't have to compromise. You don't have to ask. You don't have to defer. All of the decisions that you make are yours and all of the profits are yours to keep. It's an amazing feeling, ladies. Now, on the flip side of that coin is that all of the responsibility is also being shouldered on you as well, right? So you're making all the money and the rent's coming in and you're keeping all the profit. Hopefully you're reinvesting it, but all of the repairs and all of the maintenance and all of the emergency issues that might arise, all of that also falls on you as well. Which brings me to my next point, which is that as a single person investing, you have to keep an emergency fund. Um, what you don't have is the luxury of a spouse that might be able to, you know, hold you over or tide you over when it's stormy, right? So if there's some sort of issue or emergency that arises, it, it, it all falls on you. So you have to make sure when you step into this game that you have an emergency fund set aside. There's no second income to rely on. <clears throat> so it's all on you. So your financial acumen here has to be scissor sharp. So before you even think about saving for a down payment, I would say save for an emergency fund. And then after you have that emergency fund saved, then start getting into saving for a down payment. And that's really important. Um, the next one here is you want to make sure that you are keeping a very tight team. As a single person, a single woman investing in real estate, your support team is going to be the make it or break it of your success. I'll give you an example. Um, there's no worse feeling in the world having your tenant call you and there's some sort of major emergency going on. Let's say it's with the roof and you don't have a roofer, right? Who are you going to call? And I'm not talking about opening up. Well, we don't have yellow pages anymore. I'm showing my age there, but you know, you can't just open up the phone book or go on the internet and randomly select, you know, roofers in my area. You could do that. That's certainly approach an approach, but you don't know who you're going to get when you do that. Number one, number two, the prices might be exorbitant. Um, you need to make sure that you have established people, reliable people, and experienced people that you can rely on. Um, these people are the folks that 
You want to make sure you compensate them well, because if there's ever an issue, you want to make sure that they're like, hey, you know what, Michelle, she always takes care of me. You know, I'm always there for her and she's always there for me. It has taken me a very long time to build up my team of people that I rely on. And so this, again, I think is something, especially as a single woman, this is going to require you to put on a different hat. As a landlord, I talk about this all the time. You wear many different hats, right? So when you're a landlord, you're an accountant, you're an advertiser, you can be a counselor, a teacher. Um, There are tons of hats. The other hat is the networker. So if networking is something that's out of your comfort zone, I'm going to challenge you to have it be something that is within your comfort zone. If you're at Home Depot or you're at Lowe's and you see a group of contractors over in a corner and they're getting supplies, there are times when I've just walked up to people like, hey, how are you? My name's Michelle. I invest in real estate. Can I have your business card? You know, what do you specialize in? Oh, you paint? You're a great painter? Awesome. Can I have your business card? And let me tell you something. As a woman, look, I mean... What man doesn't like a woman walking up to them asking for their business card? And I'm not saying you have to do it all in a, hey, how you doing? Can I get your business card? What's up? No, (laughs) you definitely, you know, want to be professional about it. But I guess my point is people more often than not want to help and people more often than not want new business. So don't be shy about asking people for their business cards. I'll give you another example. Um, It's nothing for me to drive by a house or a construction site. And if I see a ton of guys or women coming out, it's usually men, let's be honest. I mean, I love to see women who are in these male-dominated you know, roles of construction and contracting. I think it is awesome. Um, but more often than not, if I'm driving by a house and it's being rehabbed or worked on, it's men. And so I usually very politely, you know, say, hey, you know, is who's the general contractor here or is there someone in charge or I'm just looking to collect business cards. And then once I collect those business cards, it's like I can add it to my stash of stuff and contacts of people that I can call if I need to. So, you know, you have to figure out what's the best system for you. But if you're doing this as a single woman, you most definitely need a tight team that is going to support you because there will be emergencies. A house is just like a car. Your car, you know, is going to break down. It's going to need maintenance. I think people get very intimidated, like, oh, it's a property. Yes, it's a property and it can be an expensive bill. But as a landlord, you know, it's our responsibility to be proactive and jump on top of things before they get to be too extreme. An example, again, and I keep going back to the roof, um, is because I'm, I'm having an issue right now. One of my properties, it's just like a little crack in the roof and it's water coming through. I'm not super concerned about it because I just had this roof done not too long ago. It probably just needs you know, a little bit of tightening up up there. I'll call my guy. He'll get up there. He'll deal with it. But if I knew that, oh, I hadn't had my roof replaced in X amount of years and it was in terrible condition, yeah, you're always going to be on edge if your tenants are calling you about the slightest little thing because you know you need to get work done. And going back to the emergency fund, you need to have that emergency fund for those big ticket repair items. 
Um, And then the last point that I want to talk about as it relates to investing while you're single, especially as a woman, is you always have to make sure that you put your safety first. I think this is a topic that most people just don't talk about, and they definitely should. I've read some really, really bad horror stories of things that have happened to real estate um, agents that were showing properties, women in particular. Um, And it's always made me on edge and on guard. So I'm going to give you guys some tips for being safe um, in this whole, you know, real estate investing game. So the first one is when you meet with contractors or city workers or whomever at your properties and tenants, potential tenants, um, always keep your phone in your hand, always have your phone on you. Um, I don't like to leave my pocketbook out in open space. So if I'm having an open house for one of my properties, I either leave my pocketbook in the trunk of my car or I hide it somewhere in the home, like in a cabinet in the kitchen, somewhere up high where someone won't be able to find it. But I usually keep it in the car. Um, The next one is always make sure that you tell someone where you're going to be. Tell a friend. If you can bring someone with you, that's even better. I think that that's awesome. There are times when I've hosted open houses and I'll have like my uncle come along with me or I'll just say, you know, hey, what's going on to one of my girlfriends? Are you busy today? Can you come host this open house with me? So if you can have someone do it with you, that's awesome as well. Um, Try not to be alone with people in enclosed spaces. And so let me give you an example of what that might be. So, you know, a basement, for example, if a tenant, a potential tenant comes, and I give them a walkthrough of the property, I might say, hey, you know what? You can go downstairs and check out the basement yourself. I'll be up here in the living room area. Once you come up, if you have any questions, let's talk about it. But I certainly try to um, not put myself in situations where I am stuck in an enclosed area with someone. Um, And then just, I mean, simple common sense stuff, right? So always make sure that your property is well lit. Get to the property early before you show it and turn on the lights. Don't wait for the tenant to get there as you're walking in and then prep the property. I call that like pre-prepping the property. Prep the property beforehand. Don't prep the property when the tenant gets there or the potential tenant rather. Um, Lights on, windows open. If you have a porch door, porch door open with the main door open. I also like to be friendly with the neighbors and I always let the neighbors know, hey, I'm in the house. I'm going to be showing it today. Just FYI. You want to let people know that you're there. And I know this might seem like common sense, but trust me, you got to have some street smarts out here. These are strangers. You don't know these people. You're showing your potential property to them. You're collecting um, application fees, which oftentimes can be given to you in cash. So you need to be extremely mindful of your safety first. Um, But with all that being said, as a single person, real estate investing, it can be stressful, but it can be a lot of fun. It can be life-changing. I will tell you this much. I looked at my properties, and this is going to sound crazy. I hope you guys don't judge me for this. But I always looked at my properties like the husband that I didn't have. Why is that? Because, right, the husband... 
your husband has a, you know, brings in a second income, you can rely on him financially. I'm hoping these are things that you can, you know, everybody can't say that, but let's just say if you got a good one, you got a good one, you can rely on your man. You know, he's bringing in a second income. You guys can do stuff together financially that you might not be able to do on your own. I've always looked at my properties that way. It's like, okay, I need another source of income that if something goes wrong with my main man, which was, you know, my job at the time, or my main source of income that I would have something that could also support me that I could fall back on. And so I think changing your mindset about, you know, you certainly should have those concerns as it relates to, is this something that I want to do as a single person? But then once you develop that mindset that investing doesn't care whether or not you have a, you know, marriage attached to your name, um, then it's something that you can certainly embark upon. Um, I remember I was on the airplane this one time, such a funny story with this woman. And she was, you know, she started chatting me up and and she asked me what I did. And I told her I was in pharmaceuticals, but that I had also, you know, was a real estate investor. And she got so excited. She was an older woman. And she says, oh, I was, you know, I invested in real estate when I was, you know, younger too. And she says, I always tell my kids when they act up, I say to them, you know, you could have been a duplex. So shut up. Like when they start giving me flack and they start giving me heat, I tell them you could have been a property. And we laughed about it. But I mean, I think that's the mindset that you have to have instead of thinking, oh, I don't have a man to do this with. Think about the fact that this could be another potential source of income that's going to help you at a time where if you don't have a man, you know, your property can step up and, you know, be that additional sort of security blanket that you might be looking for. So I hope that I gave you guys some food for thought. Um, I love talking about investing, especially for single women, because I think that, you know, society will have us think that, you know, you need a man by your side to do this and you don't. It's nice to have a guy by your side and this goes for guys too. It's nice to have a lady by your side, but if you don't have that, doesn't mean nothing, right? Like, it's more than one ways to, to skin a cat. And so you have to be, you have to do your due diligence as a single person and you have to get out there. If you take nothing away from what I said today, I would say the biggest point, the biggest takeaway beyond safety is the networking aspect of it. You must network. You have to get out there and meet people. Join local chapters. If you have like local real estate meetups in your neighborhood, join them, meet people, ask people for their phone numbers, ask people for their business cards. And then here's one more thing. Just, just don't get the business card and throw it in a pile. No, send them an email. Hey, I met you today in Home Depot. Um, you know, thanks so much for giving me your business card. I'm a real estate investor. I know that I'll probably need to reach out to you in the future, blah, 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 however you want to do it. But, you know, networking is more than just taking business cards and throwing them in your pocketbook and then only scrambling to find them when you need someone. It's reaching out, touching base and, and making connections with people. So thank you so much again for tuning in to this episode of Landlord and Saletto's podcast. If you guys have some podcast ideas, definitely shoot me a DM on Instagram or shoot me an email. My email address um, is info at, no, it's not info. I'm sorry. It's Michelle. Yeah. Michelle 
at landlordinstilettos.com. Michelle, that's two L's, at landlordinstilettos.com. You can reach me on Instagram, obviously, at landlordinstilettos.com. You can check out my website, which is landlordinstilettos.com. Um, and the YouTube channel, which again, I'm like stressing out about not having a video up, but truthfully between having written this last ebook and now I'm working on an actual course for new investors. And I just had a class this Sunday for DIY landlords. I just haven't had a chance to do any YouTube videos. I really want to do them, but, um, I I just need to figure out what my strategy is there and, And once I do it, I'll stay committed to it. But um, it's coming, y'all. It's coming. So anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Please do. Oh, can you guys please rate and subscribe? I'm going to have a call to action at the end of this podcast episode. It really does help people. You know how it is. It's like you go on Amazon. You want to look at the reviews first before you buy a product. It's no different with podcasting. People log onto my podcast and they look at the reviews to see if it was worth anything. So if you get even one jewel or gem, please take the time to rate and also, you know, give your feedback and please subscribe. Thank you so much. I appreciate everybody's support. Yay, yay for 25K. I'm coming for 25 more. I want to be at 50K by this time next year. So yeah, let's just keep striving you all. Good luck to my single ladies and my single fellas out there investing. Do your thing. Don't be scared. The universe has got your back. Until next time, take care, guys.